Welcome to the Restore Church Sermons Podcast. We're so glad you joined us here today. We hope that through this message, you are encouraged, challenged, and strengthened. If you want to know more about Jesus, Restore Church, or have any questions, please head to restorechurch.com.au. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about serving, as you can tell, but I want to I've been watching the, uh, the Olympics this week. Um, give, us a, give us a wave in the chat if you've been watching the Olympics this week. And uh, what sports are your favorite? You could do an emoji maybe for which sport is your favorite sport in the Olympics. Um, but I've been enjoying watching the Olympics and, and it kicking off. It's very exciting. Um, and it's kind of cool that the Olympics are on while I'm in lockdown because I have something that's on all the time that I can watch, which is cool. Um, but it's cool. What I love about the Olympics is they're so inspiring is we get to see these people who um, are willing to push themselves to the limit. They're willing to, to endure pain. They're willing to uh, overcome. They're willing to go through struggle in order to be the best, to achieve greatness, to get that gold medal, to get that Olympic record, to get that world record. These guys are fighting to be the best in the world. And we get to see the best athletes from all over the globe come together and race and compete and, and go against each other head to head. And I reckon that's such a cool thing to see people trying to be the best, trying to be the best. And so today I want to talk to you about how to be great, how to be the best, how to be the VIP, how to achieve greatness. And uh, I'm going to kick it off with Luke 22, verse 24 to 30. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, Luke 22. And if you're, uh, if you're on the app, you can jump in the notes section and it's all there. Um, I've also got some little uh, fill in the blanks this morning, so that should be a little bit of fun. Luke 22, verse 24 to 30, it says this. Then they, which is Jesus' disciples, the guys who were supposed to be, you know, on top of things, they begin to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them, in this world, the kings and great men lorded over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But, some, but among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as the one who serves. Jesus always flips everything on his head. You want to be the greatest? You want to be the most important? You want to have a life of significance? Jesus says, serve others. Serve others. Give your life for others. Today, I want to talk to you about the culture of servanthood. The culture of servanthood. And this is such a crucial, important culture that we want to maintain, that we want to establish here at Restore Church. This series is awesome. We're going through post-pandemic, post-pandemic Jesus people. It's a bit of a tongue twister. You can try and say it a few times. Post-pandemic Jesus people, we're talking about how COVID has affected the church, how it is affecting the church, what's kind of changed. And Adrian did an awesome, powerful message last week about the things that have changed, but also the things that don't change, the things that won't change, the things that haven't changed. And that's what I love about this series is, is you know, the world changes constantly. There is stuff going on all the time, but the Word of God remains the same. God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and so much of the, the principles and the, and the, the instruction and the example of the Bible still holds up. It doesn't change. No matter how, how crazy the world gets, the Bible and what Jesus says is actually still the best way to live your life. 
And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about these things that don't change and, and especially about these things that restore church that we consider important. We still consider these things important even after COVID. They were important before and they're important after. And so we want to talk about those things. So serving. Now I preached on serving back in 2019. I actually preached on a message called I Serve back in 2019. I thought it wasn't that long ago, but it was. And so if you want to, you can watch that on YouTube. And, I'm, and, it, and it, it, is a, it is a good message. Well, it's a great message. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a good message, but it's, it's, also, it's pretty basic. But it's got some really good principles to apply to your life. And I didn't want to just go over that exact message again today. I wanted to do something different. So I encourage you to go back and watch that because that's still a part of who we are as Restore Church and still kind of who we want to be as servants. So I encourage you to go on YouTube, check out I Serve and watch that message. And we also interview Nat and Mark on that message as they're great servants here at Restore Church. You can hear a little bit about their insight too, which is cool. But I know that um, so many Christians, right, when it comes to talking about what it means to be a Christian or what you want to do as a Christian, I hear a lot of people say this answer, especially young people, um, when you're asking what do they want out of a camp or something, or what do they want to do with their life, and people will say, I want to serve God. I want to serve God. And it sounds like a really great answer, and it is a great answer, but so often when you do the follow-up question, okay, how do you want to serve God? Um, right? The, the hamster's spinning but the wheels no no the wheels spinning but the hamster's missing I almost stuffed up my analogy there you know people kind of fall apart at that stage because we're kind of unclear sometimes about what it actually means to serve God it would be easy if God was a real person sitting on a real throne in a real country and I could say like hey God do you want a coffee or something I can order you one you know you could serve God in that way do you want me just to make your bed for you do you want me to sweep up around you like whatever I could serve God physically but but God is in heaven God is, or well, I guess he's, he's everywhere, right? He's omnipresent. So what does it mean to serve God? And Jesus kind of gives us that answer here in Luke and in other parts of the Bible. But if you want to serve God, then serve people. That's what Jesus did when he came to earth. He served people. If you want to serve God, then serve others. The world measures our success in terms of power, in terms of wealth, in terms of fame. The more of those things you get, the more successful you are. But you see, Jesus actually measures, measures success in terms of sacrifice, in terms of serving, in terms of service, not status. In fact, sometimes we think that, the, that those who have the most people serving them are the most important people. But actually, Jesus says that the most important people are the ones who serve the most people. If you want to measure how successful your life is, look at how many people do I serve? How many people do I serve daily? How many people do I serve weekly, monthly? How many people are changed because I'm serving them? That's how Jesus measures success in this life. Serving is key. It's not only good for others, but you yourself will benefit. This is what's crazy about it, is you are wired to serve. You, are actually, you actually benefit when you give your life to something greater than yourself, when you give your life to serve other people. It is greater to serve, oh sorry, what is, the Bible says it is greater to give than to I forgot I'm in an empty room. You can say it online in your own homes. Receive. It's greater to give than to receive, right? You will find blessing when you give of yourself. You will find greater joy when you give of yourself. You will find greater purpose when you give of yourself. You will find that your world expands, not shrinks, when you give of yourself. It's so backwards to what we want to do, what we naturally do, what we think we should do what we feel like doing, but it is what God says. It's the way that you're wired, and it works. 
You would think that serving yourself would make you happy. It's so weird how the more that I serve myself, the more miserable I become. The more selfish I am, the more choices I make just to make sure that I'm, the, I'm doing well and that I'm making sure everything is going my way, the more miserable I become. It's wild. But the more you actually give to other people, the more satisfied your life will be. And I think serving in church specifically is one of the best ways that you can serve people. One of the best ways that you can serve other people is in the church. This is God's people. This is God's community. We are his family. We are his hands. We are his feet. And we can serve here. And the reason I think that this is the best place for you to serve others on top of wherever else you serve is because the church is God's plan A for the restoration of the world. We are his plan A for redemption. We are his plan A for setting people free. Not the government. So often we think that we have to have the right people in government because they're going to make our country better. They're going to make our world better. That's not God's plan A. Not-for-profit organizations do a fantastic job around the world of transforming communities and empowering people and all of this stuff. But that's not God's plan A. The church is God's vessel that he actually wants to use to change the world. It's us. This is a big deal. Who the church, who we are as a community, we are God's plan for redemption, for restoration, for setting people free, for transforming communities. And we get to be a part of that. So the best place that you can serve is to serve into that. Because not only are you serving others, you're serving God, but you're serving God's kingdom and his mission for the world. So cool. Hopefully you're getting an idea by now of why this matters, why serving is important. I know that for me personally, serving has been a huge key in my walk with Jesus, in my relationship with Jesus. I've served in church since I was a little fella, and I was probably about 10 when I was this big. I was a very little fella for a long time. I never got that growth spurt dreamed of. But I remember serving alongside mum and dad for a long, long time. Um, ever, as young as I can remember, we were at church serving. Mum and dad were all, almost always first ones there, last ones to leave. Um, and we were a part of a church that wasn't very structured or organized at the time. And I remember just lot, we weren't necessarily on a team, but we just served wherever. We served in any kind of capacity, in any situation. We were always serving. We were always helping. And mum and dad would pull us in and help alongside them. We didn't get to get out of it. We didn't get to just muck around. We didn't get to stay home. We went and served with mum and dad at church. And that was a great lesson for me. I'm actually so thankful for that lesson. I hated it at times back then, but I'm so thankful for that now. I started drumming when I was 15, started playing the drums. I was the only drummer they had. I wasn't very good, but I learned on the go, and I kind of never stopped drumming after that. I would be on every Sunday and Fridays at youth and Sunday nights and sometimes Wednesdays at a prayer meeting, whatever, and I was the only drummer we had for a long time. I remember I did that for a long time. I youth leading um, from a really young age, started being a youth leader. I remember I've done everything at church. I've done stacking chairs. I've done uh, words up the back. I've done the overhead projector, which was a thing you had back in the 90s. And uh, before we had projectors, you had the little plastic. Anyway, um, I remember pouring communion cups. I remember taking the offering buckets. I've done so many different things at church. And, and I'm saying all of this not because... Uh, I think I'm great, not because I'm trying to say I'm the best servant, um, although if you read Luke 22, Jesus would kind of suggest that, I, you know, anyway. Um, I, I've done a lot of these things. I mean, I was actually youth pastoring at my last church without the title and without the pay for a long time, uh, just because it needed doing. I just saw a need in the youth ministry. I saw that there were young people here who didn't have a lot of leadership, and so I just started leading. 
And, and eventually it got to the point where I was like, I can't keep doing this and not getting paid because I'm running out of money. So I kind of put myself forward to the church and kind of became kind of official for a little bit. But there's so many different ways you can serve. And I'm say, the reason I'm saying this today is that I found, as I've, as I've looked over my life, I've been in the church for a long time. I've been around church, haven't always been following Jesus that well, haven't always had a great relationship with Jesus. In fact, there are some years in there where I would say I wasn't really following him at all. I was serving myself totally, but I was still involved in church. And, and it's, it was kind of weird. It was a weird place to be where I felt like I'm around these Christians and I don't feel like I'm a Christian, but this is still important. Somehow I knew that this was still important. And so the reason I'm saying this today is that as I've been in church, as I've been around for a long time, I've seen a lot of people come and go. I've seen people in the church who I looked up to as, as leaders, as I, I looked up to as spiritual mentors, and I thought, man, if I could just serve like them one day, if I could be like them one day, that would be awesome. And then I've seen people like this lose faith and fall away from church, from Jesus. And, and I ask myself, like, why, why did I stick around? Why did I stay? Why am I still in love with Jesus? Why do I still trust Jesus? And I would say one of the huge contributing factors to this is because I served. It's because I just kept serving. Because I didn't stop. Because I committed to it. Because my family dragged me along. Because whatever reason, because I did it to impress a girl. So many different reasons I served. But I kept serving. And, and it's funny that, um, that serving actually was really, really good for me. You see, I saw a lot of people have questions and, and wrestle with stuff and they'd go outside of church. They'd stop going to church because they were confused about stuff. They didn't understand stuff. They, they couldn't, um, couldn't make sense of things. And so they would just stop coming and, or they would stop serving because it got too hard or they got too busy or they committed to other things instead. And I saw people do this again and again and they just fall away. And I found that for me, I had some of the same questions asking the same things, struggling with the same stuff. There were years where I wasn't pursuing Jesus or a relationship with Jesus. I was trying to ignore him. I was trying to go against him in my heart. But I stayed in church and it was actually the best place for me to be, even though I, didn't, I, I wasn't necessarily pursuing that relationship because, because it kept me around people who love Jesus, because it kept, me in a, it kept me humble as I continued to serve other people. It actually got me around people I wouldn't normally be around and hearing from their experiences. And I found that a lot of people had gone through the same stuff that I was going through. I found greater encouragement. I found answers to some of the things that I was questioning. And I found that God actually wants to speak to those things. And I met with Jesus. I got into a place where God's presence was real, where I could experience him. And he spoke to me and he, trans he transformed my life. He wooed me back to himself. And I'm so thankful for that. And I reckon a big part of that is just because I kept going. Just because I kept serving. That's a huge thing. And I thank my mom and dad for teaching me that. It's funny, I found that as, as I did that, serving actually made me enjoy church more. Instead of giving of myself and th thinking this was a draining thing or this was a, an annoying thing that I had to do, I actually found that the more I served, the more I enjoyed church. I actually got more out of it. I got more out of the preaching. It was actually something I wanted to bring people to because I had the buy-in, because I, I valued it, because I was giving to it, I valued it. And so it actually helped me in that way. And I found it funny, I find, still find it funny today that often the people that complain the most are the people who serve the least. And, and it's crazy how that kind of works. You know, I found that the people who were flaky, the ones who were, kind of would come for a little bit and then they'd be gone again were the ones who kind of never really contributed. It was just kind of all about them. And, and you're not satisfied living like that. You've got to go to a place where you commit to serving. Commit to giving of yourself to something, to someone, to the kingdom of God, to a church, to a community. It's so good for us. 
I challenge you to find a mature, well-rounded Christian who isn't a huge servant. It's crazy. Like there's, there's a reason that, that mature Christians are great servers. It's, it's good for us. There's so much that we learn from it. So I learned heaps and I learned how to pursue God. I learned how to commit to, to things even when I wasn't feeling it, even when it was hard. I saw the times that I was empty and I didn't want to do it. I found that after serving, after giving myself God, refreshed me. God brought me joy and life and satisfaction. And this has been a real struggle because of COVID. Because a lot of teams in church have stopped because they can't keep going because there's nothing to, to do. And I found that a, this has been really hard for a lot of churches. In, in, and it's impacted so many churches everywhere is because people have stopped. People have stopped serving. And it's really hard to get going again. You think that stopping, you'd be energized, you'd be ready to go. But it actually kind of gets you into this slump. Kind of like you slow down and it's actually really hard to kind of get moving again. And it's been, that's what been one of the negative impact, impacts of COVID during this time. I've seen a huge drop off in teams and engagement all around. And I want to give a shout out to the amazing youth team because I think the youth team is a great example of one of the teams that kept going during the lockdown last year and during the lockdown this year. Is these guys continued to serve. They continued to give it themselves. Even though we couldn't meet physically, we kept meeting online every week. We kept meeting as a team every fortnight on Zoom and would have our meeting and we talk about how we can get creative, how we can serve people. And, and we made sure that everyone on the youth team was still engaged, was still involved, was still serving in some way. That it wasn't just two people doing everything, but we shared the load because we all wanted to keep serving, keep doing stuff. And so we had people recording devotionals. We had people leading games on Zoom. We had people running small groups. We tried to get as creative as we could during that time. And the team is doing that again this year during lockdown. They're still going hard. They're still serving. And they're still being a great leadership team. And so the, the youth leaders did a fantastic job of this. And what I found is that as they did this, that when we were ready to meet back together, when we were able to meet back together again, we just hit the ground running because we were already, we kept that momentum up. We kept going. And so when we were ready to meet together, we were like, the whole team was there. We were behind it and we were excited to get in. But I saw that a lot of teams who had to stop, who were forced to stop, who stopped for whatever reason, when the team got back up again, there was no one left and it was really hard to get it going again. And so we've seen that all over in, in so many different churches, in so many different teams, in so many different people and, and whatever. And so I encourage you during this time, right, maybe your team has stopped Maybe your team can't meet, like we're not able to make coffees anymore. We're not pouring communion cups anymore. We're not setting up chairs anymore right now. There are certain things that have stopped, but I encourage you for your own sake and for the sake of others to find a way that you can continue to serve, to keep that momentum going in your own spirit, in your own life, to keep serving people. Maybe you can just can commit to contacting someone every single week. Maybe a couple people every single week and you're going to contact them, pray for them, ask how you can help and meet with them in that way and give of yourself in that sense. Maybe you want to find out uh, how to help with the live stream. We would love more volunteers for the live stream. Maybe you want to come and you want to keep um, helping maintain the property. Like this is a big property that still keeps falling apart even though there's no one working here, even though there's no one here in the building. You could mow lawns, you could do hedges, you could help repair stuff, whatever. There's so much that we can do. Maybe you want to find out a different area. Maybe there's an area of serving that you can think of and we haven't thought of. And you want to put your hand up and say, hey, I think this would be really great to do during this time. And we would love to chat with you about that. Find some way that you can keep going because I guarantee you and I, and I promise you that momentum and that giving of yourself is good for you. It will help. 
And it will help the church continue to move forward and press forward during even this time. So I want to finish by talking about three different areas of serving. And I talked about this in my last message, but I think these are three really important areas. And I'm just going to touch on these quickly. Three different ways that we can, and I believe all should, be serving in all three of these areas. So the first one is this. Serving uh, serve this area is, is the things that only you can do. To be serving in the things that only you can do. You see, God has given you unique abilities. God has given you gifts. God has given you passions. God has given you certain skills and, and, and different things. You have been given gifts in order to serve people. God has given you those. God has given you special abilities, and that's, that's an awesome thing. And not any of us have the same giftings. Some of us share similar giftings, but we all have a unique set of different abilities and passions and purpose. And God wants you to use those things for His kingdom. And this is a great way to serve because you will find life as you give in the things that are your gifts. You will find life as you serve in, and you will find joy, and you will find it's not, it's not draining, it's actually life-giving. These are the areas that is really important for you to jump in and serve because it's, it's great for you, but it's actually so great for the church. You'll see someone that is gifted in an area serving and someone who's not gifted in that area serving, and the person that is gifted will, will go 10 times further and, and be 10 times energized at the end of it. We need people that are passionate about different areas serving in those areas. We need to see people that have gifts in those, in those areas. We want to see you step into your full potential and be the blessing you are called to be. We want to help you find out who you are, find your purpose, find your true identity and step into that. We want to give you that opportunity. And so the, you've got to find those things that you're passionate about. You've got to identify those gifts and other people can help you identify those. But you can find them as well as you, as you work it out with God and you'll work it out as you serve. Sometimes you might not think it's a gift. You'll serve in it for a little while and you'll find, wow, actually this gives me a lot of life. I enjoy doing this. One of the easiest ways to identify these things too is to find out what's frustrating to you. For example, I, I am a, a details person. I definitely see the little things. I notice the little details. That's why I kind of like doing video and design and stuff like that because I just, I, I like to make things look perfect, basically. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, which is not good all the time. But I've seen that God has given me that ability and it is a gift. I notice the little things that happen every week. I notice the little things that need to happen during a gathering, during live stream, whatever. And, and I get frustrated when other people don't see those things because they're so obvious to me. I can see it. I'm just like, why do you not understand that this is here, right? But now I realize that it's a gift that I've been given. God has given me eyes to see those things. And it's something that I should be doing because it's something that he's gifted me with. And so for me to be frustrated that someone else doesn't have the same gifting doesn't help. I want to be joyful and thankful that that person has other giftings. That, and they're going to be doing things that I don't see, that I don't care, that I don't value. And so to find those things um, is, is super important. Maybe you're passionate about coffee. Maybe you're passionate about drinking good coffee. Maybe you don't actually know how to be a barista, but the idea of, of being trained and being a skilled barista on one of those big machines excites you. Great. We would love to teach you how to do that. I guarantee you, Andrew loves teaching people how to do coffee who love good coffee. It's actually really fun. So if that's you, maybe you want to try that out. Maybe you're an extrovert. Maybe you love small talk. Maybe you, you love, you're great at just conversations with people. Don't take that for granted. That is such a gift. So many people think that it just, it just comes naturally for them. They don't even think about it. But that is a huge gift. We need more people like that. Maybe you're great with kids and you love being silly and you love mucking around and you love seeing young people meet Jesus. We need more people like you. Maybe it's worship. Maybe it's design. Maybe it's 
lawn mowing, maybe it's, I don't know, whatever it is, getting organized, doing finances. Some people love that stuff and love being productive in those ways. Whatever you're passionate about, we want to find a place for you to serve in that way. So there are the things that only you can do. That's the, one of the ways that we serve. The next way that we serve is in the things that anyone can do. So there are things that anybody can do. And, and this is not as exciting as the first one. In fact, it takes a little bit more commitment and resilience to serve in these areas. These jobs may not get you very excited, but to, to be honest, they're just things that need doing. They're just things we need to do that need to get done. And maybe it's not your gift, maybe it's not your ability, but it's something that needs doing and we need your help. And so there are things that anyone can do and we should be serving in those things too. I get frustrated when I hear people say, I don't serve because it's not my gift, right? They don't necessarily say it that black and white, but that's kind of what they mean. It's, it's not my gifting, so I can't do it. I only serve in my giftings, right? Jesus didn't do that. Jesus served in so many different ways, in the mess, in, in all these different things, and he, he served even when it wasn't his thing. Like Jesus gave himself in so many different areas, in so many different ways. So for us to think that we're above that, that we only have to serve in the things that we're passionate about and the things that we actually want to do, is again being self-centered. To give of yourself is, is sometimes to give into something that you don't enjoy, and that's okay. And what's funny is that as we do that, it's amazing, but you will still find joy in it. It's amazing that these things that, that anyone can do is I find that as I do them, I don't want to necessarily at the beginning, but I feel like, okay, I should do this. Someone, someone needs help. This thing needs to get done. I'll do it, and I'll find joy and satisfaction on the other side of that, even though it's not my gifting. God still knows that that's the way that we're wired, and it's good for us to do that, and it's good for others. The last one is this. So we have, uh, so we have the things that only you can do, we have the things that anyone can do. And the last one we have is the things that nobody wants to do. Okay? And that is the last group. And this is where real, the real servants shine. This is the yucky jobs. This is the stuff nobody wants to do. And, and I think this is amazing. This is an amazing place where if you find the people that are doing these things, these are some of the greatest servants. And these are the people that Jesus would consider the greatest in the kingdom. And the people that are willing to do the yuck. Right? No one wants to clean up an overflowing bin. I guarantee you that. An overflowing bin that's been sitting in the church for two weeks and it smells like a dirty nappy. Nobody wants to get into that and be like, you, here we go, this is going to be great. Everyone is, is frustrated or disgusted by that, but that's something that needs doing. And so we are called to serve in those areas too. And I challenge you not to, to overlook it and think that it's somebody else's job and think somebody will get to that, but to be the person that just does it. I guarantee you, even if it was somebody else's job to empty the bin, they won't mind that you did it for them. They will not be like, why did you do my job? They're going to be like, thank you. That's awesome. One less thing I have to do. So let's be the people that see those things, not overlook them, not do them because they're gross, not do them because I don't want to do it, but to be the people that are like, that needs doing, I'm going to step in and I'm going to do that. Let's look for as many opportunities as we can to serve and give of ourselves. That is, again, how Jesus measures success, by how many people we serve, how many different ways that we serve. Jesus showed us again and again that he is not above it. Jesus got down on the floor and washed his disciples' feet and said, now you've seen me do this, go and do the same. It's so clear throughout Scripture that Jesus set an example that to love people, 
that to, to be a person who is great, to be a person who has influence and, and a life of significance is to be a person who serves others, even in the yucky jobs. So let's serve in those ways. When you watch the Olympics this week, when you're watching people compete to be the best, the best in the world at their sport, the best in the world at whatever they're doing, I encourage you to use that as a reminder to what am I giving myself to? What am I, what am I, what is my gold medal? What am I striving for? You see, I think, wouldn't it be amazing if we as the church applied the same amount of energy, the same amount of commitment as Olympians do in getting that gold medal, if we applied that same amount of determination to see God's kingdom expand, to see this church come fully alive, to see people's hearts transformed? What if we gave of ourselves in that way? Olympians have to commit to training regardless of what they feel, regardless of, of the other things that are on their plate. They have to get in and train every single day. They have to commit to that. And what if we did the same thing as the church, that we would commit every single week, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening in my life, this is something that is important and I'm going to fight to serve. I'm going to fight to give my life to other people. What if we applied that same kind of energy to push through hardship in order to serve God and His kingdom? We are fighting here for the hearts of other people. And you see, every single person that serves here is contributing to the kingdom of God, is contributing to seeing people go from darkness into light. That's awesome. That's such a, such a powerful, eternal thing. Like it's, it's an incredible thing that we get to be a part of and we take it for granted so often. No job that you do is too small or insignificant when it comes to God's kingdom. Every single thing matters. When we're talking about yuck jobs, I think about uh, just, just remembering quite a few times. I was going to say one time, but I can think of at least two or three where I've gone into the, the bathrooms after youth group is finished and in the corner, I will find a pair of poopy undies. And I'm like, why? Why are these in here? And some kid has obviously gone in there, done some stuff in his pants. He's been too embarrassed and just left it there on the floor. I don't know why. And they'll go out, and obviously they're all clean now, and they don't smell, but now the bathroom stinks, and there's poop everywhere. And so I've had to clean that up. And I could come right off the back of preaching a fantastic message. I walk into the bathroom, and I'm like, dang it, right? And, and I see that, and my first reaction is to go, Dylan, come in here, bro. Come clean this up. But I don't do that because I'm like, you know what? This is what Jesus would be doing. Jesus would be picking the poopy undies off the ground, putting them in the bin. And that's what I do. I pick them up, put them in the bin, and then I vomit in the bin, and then I clean out the bin, right? That's what I do. And, and, and I think that so often we, we think that these jobs don't matter. That's an insignificant job. That's something that is disgusting, but it's not going to affect the kingdom. You know, that little tiny thing plays a part in a much bigger picture in young people meeting Jesus. That's all part of it. It's just another cog in the wheel. And so I'm, I encourage you that to, to remember that what, setting out chairs is not, is not insignificant. It matters. God says that when we do things for Him, when we serve Him, when we serve for His sake, that it has eternal impact. It carries impact that will go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You can serve in so many different other ways in the world and, and give your life to different organizations and all sorts of things that, that do a great job. But the place where you'll have an eternal impact is serving God's people, is serving the church, is serving others for his sake for his name in his name so I encourage you to do that this week my last thing is this this week 
your action steps would be to take a step into this. I encourage you to go online and jump on the join, join us page and there's a join a team section in there. Have a look at those teams and jump in on one. Maybe uh, you, you can go on the app as well. It's all in the app as well. Jump on and have a look at those teams. And I encourage you, even though we're in lockdown right now, you could jump on a team and be ready to go for when we're able to gather again. You could reach out to the team leader. The team leader could contact you and you guys could talk about what's involved, what does it mean, and start even preparing the roster as we, as we get ready to launch into uh, to meeting together again. So I encourage you to jump on there and join a team. Now on that page, you'll see that we've just added a new team, which is the live stream team. Live stream is the new front doors of the church. It's where people are showing up first before they'll come here physically. And so we want this live stream thing to be amazing. We want it to be a great experience for those who are checking us out, for those who can't be here physically. And so that's a new team that is kind of, is kind of happening. And there's a few different places you can serve in that. You can serve on cameras and operating a camera. We have Max who's doing it right now. He's doing a fantastic job. And so you can jump on there. If Max can do it, you can do it. I guarantee you. And so you could jump on the live stream and, and learn how to serve on a camera. You can learn how to do the live stream desk, which is pretty cool. You get to click some buttons and swap between cameras and you kind of get to produce the whole show. You can jump on uh, the newest team that we have is is the uh, chat hosts. So hosting the chat room. We want to kind of create this roster of people who are committed to showing up on a Sunday and when it's their week, they're on and they're the host of the chat room for that week. And so we're going to kind of do that and you're going to be there to welcome people to answer any questions and we can actually getting a new thing happening where you can pull people into a different room and you can pray with them. And so we're going to we're kind of, kind of develop this thing as we go. So we've got a lot happening in that team as well. So that's something you could do now. You could jump in that team now even while we're in lockdown. But there's all these other teams that still need people and we're still going to need people when we get back together. So this week, jump on and join in. I encourage you to do that. Now, lastly, before we get the band up here, <coughs> excuse me, not COVID. Okay. Um, but is, is I wanted to actually talk about quite a few more things when it comes to serving, but I realized it's going to be way too much. I already preached for too long. So I'm actually maybe going to do a blog post this week, okay? My first blog post, I'm not as good as Adrian, but I wanted to put some of this content out into your hands. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and I hope that it's encouraging and challenging for you as well. Now we're going to get the band up as we go into our last song. Um, and we're also going to take a time of communion. So I encourage you when you're at home to go get some juice or water or whatever you have, coffee or tea, and, and have that in remembrance of Jesus and his blood that was shed for us. I encourage you to get something to eat a cracker or some bread, and remember Jesus' body that was broken for you. We have a chance right now to remember Jesus. He was the greatest servant of all. He was the greatest man who ever walked on this planet and he served like nothing else. And we get to remember that and to thank him for his love and thank him for his service and thank him for all that he has done for us. So let's remember Jesus together as we go into communion. Bless you, church. <laughs>